Hello, and welcome to The Scott Mize Show, a podcast focused on health, diet, bodybuilding, and philosophy. I interview experts, doctors, coaches, and N equals one case studies to answer your questions about improving health, achieving your best physique, and making sustainable progress. We'll cover topics from carnivore and ketogenic diets, to bodybuilding, to life philosophy, and everything in between. Enjoy the show. This episode is brought to you by LMNT Electrolytes. This month, we're switching it up with an exclusive offer that's only for VIP LMNT partners, including Carnivore Cast listeners. You can now receive this free sample pack along with any regular purchase when you use my custom link, which is provided in the show notes or my Instagram link in bio. That's drinklmnt.com forward slash carnivorecast, all one word. And as I said, I'll include the link in the show notes. LMNT electrolytes are convenient evidence-based and delicious and get yours today to help support the show. Thank you. Casey Ryan Ruff is a returning guest and probably my best podcast friend. Uh, He's been on the podcast twice. Please check out his first two episodes. If you missed them, Um, we went over a bunch of his story, his, his history with metabolic testing, his experience helping clients through the pandemic and beyond. He's the host of Boundless Body Radio, a podcast I absolutely love and think everyone listening should check out. Puts out as many as three episodes a week, all with amazing guests, and he's an incredible interviewer. Um, He's been a certified personal trainer since 2007. He successfully ran a metabolic testing program for a large gym. He has countless certifications as a personal trainer, lifestyle coach, performance enhancement specialist, and he's helped thousands of clients over 13 years learn how to achieve their best lifestyle through movement, lifestyle management, and proper diet. Welcome back to the show, Casey. Scott, it is such an honor to be here with you. I love chatting with you. Um, I do have to say, man, when I saw a few weeks ago that Carnivore Cast branding was changing and that you were doing your rebrand, part of my soul (laughs) was a little worried. um, And I was a little bummed out. But as soon as I listened to your first episode with the new rebrand and heard the same music and heard your voice in the same line of questioning, I'm just, I'm so glad that you're keeping this going and that you're able to open this up to more topics. I'm looking forward to so many more episodes of your show. It's really fantastic. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, I'm sure some of the listeners felt similarly. And honestly, I felt similarly a little apprehensive. Um, but I think it's for the best long term. And hopefully people can see that, um, you know, the consistent things they loved about Carnivore Cast are still there with Scott My show. Um, very similar guests, similar topics, and the same uh, style and consistency. Yeah, it's going to be fantastic. You're such a great host. I'm looking forward to your latest content. Thank you. Um, So we just started chatting before the show. um, And I was like, this is great. Let's hit record. Um, But you just came back from KetoCon. um, And you were posting a bunch about it. And James, the carnivorist, as well as a bunch of other people were posting about it. And I honestly felt a good deal of FOMO. (laughs) And I'm sure some of the guests did as well. Um, so this podcast, I really want to focus on KetoCon and talking about your experience there. Um, so maybe we can just start with, you know, how was KetoCon? Was this your first time going and what made you decide to go? Yeah. So I originally had tickets to KetoCon, uh, and so we all know kind of how that, um, one of the things I was the most looking forward to that summer was actually meeting you in person because you were going to be a part of it. I think you're going to lead out some of the breakouts. Yeah. So. Again, we all know how 
that happened. Um, one thing that was very interesting is in the time between 2020 and 2022, last year when the conference came back, is that the ownership of the conference had changed. So Brian Williamson, who was Keto Evangelist, was the original owner of KetoCon, and he decided to go a different direction in the pandemic. And Robin Schweitzer is now the new owner. So oh, as she was cool. putting, yeah, it was. It, it's very cool that she was able to keep it going. But to do that in 2022 was of a very great cost to her personally, because anybody who bought tickets in 2020 who came back in 2022 were really, they had paid the Keto Evangelist arm of things and not Robin. So she had to spend a ton of money to make that happen. And this year, it seemed like there was enough people and enough vendors that were paying for new tickets that she was able to come out positively. So it was really wonderful to see her, um, the organizer. Um, I've had her on her our show before and, and she's just a wonderful person. And to see her very busy, but really happy with the way things were going were great. So 2023 was my first year, my first experience at KetoCon. I've done a few different low carbohydrate shows. I've done low carb uh, Denver 2020 and also 2023 this last year. Um, I've done a trade show here in my hometown of Salt Lake City. So that was KetoCon, uh, no, Keto Salt Lake 2022. And it's very interesting to go to these different trade shows and to see how different they are. They all have their own personality. I chose to go to KetoCon because it seemed like a much more kind of consumer facing type of a, a trade show. Um, there were not only experts and researchers and scientists that I would expect to see at Low Carb Denver, but there was also far more vendors, far more people that are on the journey of discovering low carb or keto or carnivore or something in between. And so it was, it was interesting to to see what the consumer was driving and what they were looking for in a conference like this. It was also really fun to meet a lot more of the influencers in this space. Um, they would be drawn to that type of a conference a lot more, I believe, than some of the more like research-based, um, kind of really hard-hitting science type of, of conferences. So yeah, this was my first time I decided to go because I, it, it's, it's fun to see what the consumer is kind of going towards and, and always fun to spend time with people that are in this space with, you know, you and I, and who are influencing the field in many different ways. Yeah, absolutely. And I didn't know then that about Robin, but it makes a lot of sense because she was essentially running it for Keto Evangelist before, and I've had her on the podcast. She's awesome. Um, but really uh, noble of her and brave of her to take on the undertaking of running it with that loss from the start. Um, Very. She, she essentially rescued it and sacrificed a lot, probably personally, to make that happen. Yep, she really did. So really respect her and what she was able to do to bring that back. Cool. And um, who did you meet at KetoCon? I, I know it's probably a long <laughs> list, but you know, who'd you meet? Who surprised you the most? What was that like? Man, I, so I have got a laundry list of all the different people that I've met here, and I'm not going to get to them all, but I met a lot, a lot of people. Um, I would say as I entered the conference on Friday morning, the very first day, as I'm kind of walking inside the conference center, I see outside of the conference center, a familiar face. And, <laughs> and I look out and I'm like, is that, I think that might be, yeah, that's Sally Norton. I think that's Sally Norton. So as she's walking into the conference, I decide I'm going to try to like intercept her. I've interviewed her twice on my show, but she's not going to recognize me or know who I am or anything like that. But as soon as she comes in, I kind of just like, softly tap her shoulder. I'm like, hi, Sally Norton. My, my name's Casey. And as, as soon as I started talking, she goes, 
Casey and gives me the biggest <laughs> hug. It was absolutely wonderful. So from the very beginning, you're, you're meeting all of these amazing people. Um, she was fantastic. James Lehman, you already mentioned to meet him in person was fabulous. He has a wonderful story of coming back literally from the dead on a vegan vegetarian way of eating and change his life on a carnivore diet to actually see him that, you know, to appreciate how tall he is and how much muscle he's been able to add since going carnivore was amazing. Just a great person to spend a lot of the conference with. And so was Sally. There were many times during different presentations before her presentation afterwards, where we sat together, we talked a lot about many different things. These people were just so wonderful to spend time with. And so Sally Norton was, was a big one. Uh, James was a big one, but I mean, the list is so long, like all the different people that I was able to meet, like Dr. Stephen Hussey, who wrote the book, understanding the heart, like during one break in the conference, I decided to go outside and enjoy the wonderful weather down in Austin, Texas. And I you know, took my shirt off and got to lay in the sun. And sure enough, I look over and Stephen Hussey is barefoot and shirtless out there, just kind of walking and pacing along on his own. And so to, you know, go and recognize him and see him was, was wonderful. Um, it was also a lot of the, the influence influencers in the space, like, um, you know, Judy Cho and Laura Spath and people like that, um, who also led breakout conferences that were really wonderful. Um, Danny Hamilton, who does a lot of work around sugar addiction. Um, Robert Kiltz, if you, I'm sure you're familiar with Dr. Robert Kiltz, who wrote Fertility Feast and promotes a carnivore diet for fertility. He is one of the kindest people I've ever met in my life. Um, I was able to meet him a few months ago in Low Carb Denver. Um, and again, another person I wouldn't expect him to recognize me or know who I am. And as soon as he walked into the conference and I saw him, we, we walked right towards each other, gave each other a really big hug. He asked how everything was going, how I was doing. Just very wonderful dude and really great to catch up with him. So yeah, it was a huge list of people that I got to meet in person, which is really fun. That's so cool. And um, yeah, I think it's such a great community. And it's it's really special when all these people that you've had a chance to connect with over social media and through your podcast, you get to meet in person for the first time. I definitely experienced that um, when I went to Paleo FX back in 2016 and also um, the Carnivore Conference in, uh, in Boulder um, back in, I think, 2018, I want to say. Mm. Um, and let's... I'd love to ask you about some of the talks um, you went to. What talk did you find most intriguing and why? Um, and it's okay to have multiple answers to this. <laughs> There's going to be multiple answers for sure. Yeah, so this this is part of what was different about KetoCon for me and my experience compared to some of the other conferences that I've gone to. So again, going to Low Carb Denver, they're presenting the latest research slides that are very technical um, a lot of, you know, study reviews and things that are just coming out. And so it would really be, I would say, like unthinkable to miss a presentation at Low Carb Denver unless there was really something else going on. KetoCon was a little bit different. It was more like, like again, I'll contrast this to Low Carb Denver. Low Carb Denver, the, the presentation space is probably like 75% of the conference with vendors in a smaller room and vendors in the hallway. So they definitely had a presence and were there. This was really much more of like a 50-50 kind of a thing where you had the main stage, 
You also had vendors. You also had breakout sessions every hour. So there was always something to do, but it wasn't always on the main stage. So it was kind of interesting to contrast it between that and low-carb Denver. I would say the presentation that I appreciated the most and the one I was looking forward to the most was the presentation by Dr. Kevin Stock. He is a dentist, very well-respected, again, in the carnivore space. He was able to do an hour-long presentation that only took him 30 minutes because he talks so fast and warned everybody in the audience that he was going to try to get a lot of information across in a short amount of time, which he was able to do. Um, and it's just a wonderful presentation about dental health and, and breathing and proper diets and, and how those things are all related. He had a lot of really wonderful pictures and diagrams and, and that sort of thing that I think you know, it, I, I can't say that I'm unfamiliar with his work. He's also somebody that we've hosted on a show. I followed, I followed him for a long time. I subscribed to his newsletter. And so I can't say that a lot of his information was new to me, but you really got a sense of some of the newcomers to the conference, people that are maybe just starting out on that low carbohydrate way of living. They, they were really learning quite a bit and were really appreciating some of his content. And I think in the beginning, you, you wouldn't really understand how dental health has anything to do with, you know, a meat heavy diet, a carnivore diet, how that's related to our breathing and breathing patterns. And the way he was able to communicate that was really awesome. And so of all the presentations on the main stage, that was definitely one that I absolutely loved. Um, another one that really stands out to me was Robert Sykes. So I was able to meet the entire Sykes family. They obviously um, run the Keto Savage branding and Keto Bricks. Having them at the conference was wonderful because basically every time I got to walk by their booth, I had a different bite of a different keto brick, which is fantastic. They had boxes and boxes and boxes of keto bricks, which is which is really cool. So not only did I, get to, did I get to meet Robert, but I also met Crystal, his wonderful wife, and Baby Savage was there also to see this little healthy baby crawling around everywhere um, was really fantastic. But Robert gave a presentation on Sunday. And it was less about, you know, the science and research of low carbohydrate, but more about, I would say life and, and living life and taking risk and running a business. And it was a very, um, I would say, meaningful talk that had a lot of personal impact. I got a little bit emotional during his conversation as he shared the fact that um, right before his wife was about to deliver the baby, they had to steer away from their original birthing plan. And she had to go under the knife, I believe, just at the last minute and him thinking that everything was going so perfectly. And now there was a certain amount of risk to not only his wife, but his unborn child. It was really emotional. And he delivered a fantastic presentation that, again, made me and a lot of people in the audience very emotional. Wow. Um, and to to tell him that afterwards was really meaningful to me. So those are two of the main presentations that really stood out to me as being very high quality and something that I, I will definitely cherish um, moving forward. The other one I thought was very impactful was Sally Norton. So Sally presented very early in the conference. And I would say she made a presentation that was kind of risky at a low carbohydrate conference because her work is all about oxalate and the damage that different plant toxins can do for certain people if they are allowed to accumulate. And I think we know that a lot of people, when they start a low carbohydrate diet, they might gravitate towards things like spinach and sweet potatoes and dark chocolate is one that we hear a lot of and, and all kinds of different nuts and seeds and things that people on a low carbohydrate diet are using to help get them off of 
sugar and processed food and seed oils. However, at the same time, they might be causing themselves different levels of harm by eating high amounts of these plant foods that can, again, accumulate the plant toxins such as oxalate or phytates. Um, lectins is another big one. So for her to make a presentation at KetoCon about the harms of certain foods that can be problematic, even though they're low in carbohydrates and are, you know, are cherished, you know, but what she says in her book, superfoods, or the name of her book, toxic superfoods, I thought was a really brave presentation to make. And she did a wonderful job delivering that presentation. I love that she was on stage barefoot <laughs> making your presentation was just an extra level of being very savage. So those were really impactful. And I think people got a lot from those presentations. Yeah, sounds incredible. And um, I know there's such high quality of talks at, at some of these conferences. It can be hard to <laughs> pick and choose and there are multiple talks going on at the same time. But those sound like some really, really valuable and interesting and intriguing um, presentations. And I'm glad that there's such high quality presenters there. Um, what was the conference like outside of the talks, both um, inside like the expo floor? You've kind of talked about that a little bit, but also you know, events going on outside of the conference um, in Austin, you know, after the event um, at night, what was that like? Yeah. So Austin itself, I had never been to. So it was really fun to experience the city. My Airbnb was not very close to the conference center. So basically every morning and every afternoon when the conference was over, I had a three mile walk that I would go kind of between the two. And that was next to the river. Um, I wasn't able to see the bats come out. There's a bridge that has the largest bat colony in North America with, I guess, like a million and a half bats. And at dusk every night, they come out and it's supposed to be amazing. Wasn't able to see that this time. But Austin as a city was really cool. Um, right across the street from the conference center, there was a reggae festival going on. So if nothing else, if you needed some fresh air and some sunlight, you got to sit outside, hear some really chill, like reggae music, which was really fun. Um, inside of the conference, like I said before, there was lots to do. And one of my favorite parts about this conference was the ability to just kind of cruise around and see all the different vendors, which was a really social type of interaction with all kinds of different people. So Lawrence Maneg was there. He runs the uh, keto and uh, ketones and coffee podcast. So he had a vendor booth. It was really fun to catch up with him. The guys from Meat Mafia were there. They had a booth. They were always busy. It was really difficult to get in with them. They had a few presentations that they were doing as well. But when I finally did get a chance to talk to them, it was really fun and social. Um, you were always bumping into different people that were also doing the same thing, kind of walking around the vendor area. And again, it was a very social place. I have to give a big shout out to Peterson Farms, uh, P-E-D-E-R-S-O-N Farms. They, <laughs> they brought a bunch of their meat. So they had bacon, they had breakfast sausage. They had a few different types of Polish sausage. And it was some of the best tasting, yummiest food I've ever had. I told them, like, try not to pay too much attention. If I just keep, like, rounding the corner and maybe, like, <laughs> try to, like, change my appearance a little bit to eat more of their meat. Um, it, wonderful to talk to them. They worked so hard to keep food going the entire time. And their, their booth was busy the entire conference. I wondered what it was like for some of the employees that were working at the conference center. For me, I'm a little bit more used to it because I've been carnivore for over four years, but you really got to appreciate if you walked out of the conference center and you walked back in maybe you know five or 10 minutes later, 
you didn't have to go to the where their booth was, the main conference area. The smell of bacon and sausage punched you right in the face. <laughs> it was so, so good. Um, you know, Michael Coomer, he's a, a, a guest that you and I have both hosted in the past. He was there with his wife. Um, so the vendor area was really fun. It wasn't a sacrifice to miss a presentation. If if something wasn't super appealing, you could always just go to the vendor area and just walk around for a little while. And you could meet lots of people. I, I met a few people who apparently have been following me on social media. One person stopped me and said, hey, man, keep up the egg pictures on social media. Like, I didn't know he was, but I thought that was pretty funny. So that was what the vendor area was like. And, and it was fun to just feel like you could bounce back and forth between the main presentations and also the vendor area to be really social with people. It was fun to meet lots of new people and hear their stories of, of how they found, you know, low carb and carnivore. The other thing that was very interesting, which I really loved about this conference was the breakout sessions. So there were several different breakout sessions going on as main presentations were going on. It was very difficult to sometimes decide which presentations to go to. So for example, Bronson Dant was making a presentation that coincided exactly with the presentation from Dr. Kevin Stock. So I had been looking forward to Kevin Stock's presentation all weekend. I had to miss Bronson's presentation in the breakout zone. So that part of it was a little bit hard, but um, the, the, the breakout sessions that I was able to attend were really well done and very impactful and, and, I think people learned a lot from them. Um, I just the first one that I went to. This was Friday afternoon. This is basically when the conference is kind of dying down for the day. There's no more presentations. Not a lot of incentive for people to kind of stick around. It's getting late. It had been a long day, and they had a breakout session in one of the conference centers with Judy Cho, Dr. Elizabeth Bright, Laura Spath, who moderated the whole thing, Dr. Lisa Wiedemann, and Danny Conway. And they did a breakout presentation that was all about the carnivore diet for women's hormones. Again, end of the conference, lots of people could have left. The room that they had chosen to do these breakout sessions were a bit limited in their space. And I was, I was so happy to see that this area was completely full of women and, and people like me interested in carnivore diets for women's health and women's hormones. I sat on the floor. I sat on the floor with probably like 30 or 40 other women. Every chair was taken in the room and it was only standing room only around the back and the sides. And people were two and three deep to listen to this conversation. And I don't know, I'll ask you, you went to the, the carnivore conference, the, the first of its kind really in 2018 or 2019, I think you mentioned. It, could you have imagined a world where they would have such a very specific breakout session conversation about carnivore for women's health. And that conversation would pack the room. Like, could you have imagined that no. in 2023 that would happen? No way. Yeah. That's awesome. It was, it was fantastic. And the conversation itself was interesting. People were asking a lot of kind of personal questions that um, Laura was trying to rein in and try to talk more general topics um, I was not familiar with the work of Dr. Elizabeth Bright. I think her in particular, she said some things that were um, maybe a little controversial. She had some commentary on um, ground meat, and especially ground beef being potentially cooked as it's being chopped up in its ground form. 
And that met with a lot of like criticism. In fact, one lady stood up out of the crowd and said like, look, I work in the meat industry. They called me Sally Sirloin. That, that is absolutely not true. Um, she also said some things about hormones and perimenopause not really being a natural state for women, which first of all, I, I, I don't agree with. And second of all, I don't think was met with a lot of acceptance from people um, in the audience who probably have struggled with things like perimenopause and menopause. And, you know, I think the conversation around taking bioidentical hormones is a really important one, but I personally know many, many women who take exogenous hormones. You yourself know what that's like to have experience with taking hormones. And I only hear people having really good experience with it. So again, there was some controversy and not everybody agreed with everybody else, but that's okay. Like that is the place that you want to have those conversations and you want to hear those opinions. So it was really wonderful to get different opinions and people could decide whatever they wanted to take out of it. Laura did a really great job moderating everything. You know what a boss she is. She had been working in Austin the entire week. So she was already like kind of tired going into it, but she had tons of energy and was just awesome to see her and, you know, have her kind of moderate everything. Another breakout session that I really loved and appreciated was with Raymond Mazin, who I'm going to interview later today. You've interviewed him in the past as well. And Emily Harvo did a presentation that was all about priming, feasting, uh, priming. I, I can't remember how they went. I think it was like priming, feasting, and fasting. And it was the idea that when somebody is starting on a carnivore diet, it is very likely that when they get started, they're going to be under eating in a state where they've already been a little bit malnourished. And so their content was all around making sure that the people that they coach and the people that were attending that breakout session, make sure that they eat a lot of food, um, starting out on a carnivore diet, eating several meals a day to the point that, you know, after a week or two weeks or three weeks, you're just so stuffed with all your food. You'll naturally kind of want to reduce the amount of times that you're eating. And then fasting becomes this really easy, natural thing. That's not forced. It's, it's, just what happens when you're really satisfied and satiated from your food. And that was that was really great information. Again, for me, I've been in this world for a while and I kind of have been coaching my people like that for a long time. But to see all the other people in the room who were really learning this kind of thing for the first time was, I think, very impactful for them. And I thought they did a wonderful job um, presenting that information. That a great example of two people that have done the work have had amazing stories of not only weight loss and body recompositioning, but also dealing with tons of different health issues, including, you know, pre-diabetes, all kinds of bone and gut issues, mental issues. So those types of sessions had a more intimate feel. They were in smaller rooms. Um, you know, in the, in the carnivore conversation, I counted around um, 220, 230 people in the room. Uh, which again was really wonderful to see people turn out for that. And hopefully they can continue that conversation in a bigger room or bigger hall next year, because that was very well received by people. So those are two that really stand out to me. Yeah, that's really awesome. I, I love the idea around, um, cause so many people jump into fasting or get the wrong information about fasting and go straight to forced fasting, which I'm not a fan of. Um, so I love the idea of emphasizing eating enough, especially when you're starting out. Um, and then on the hormones conversation, I think it's fantastic, just like you said, that that was even an open topic for discussion because so often it's swept under the rug or taboo or there's a lot of misinformation about it, um, particularly on women's hormones. I think men's hormones is becoming more um, spoken about 
with regards to, you know, testosterone replacement therapy and naturally increasing your testosterone. Um, but yeah, that's, that's awesome that that was a packed breakout room. That makes me really happy. It was great. Yeah. So cool. Those conversations need to be had. They're very important. And there's a lot of people suffering for many different reasons. And we need to figure out what's going to be best for them. And people need to make um, their own decisions about what path they need to go. But uh, personally, like I said, it's it's not something I've ever needed in my life. But the people that have experience with that, that I know are seeing lots of benefit with very little downside. So yeah. glad we're having those conversations. Yeah, for sure. Um, and what are a few things, Casey, new things that you learned that you're excited to explore more or learn more about um, coming out of KetoCon? Great question. So it's like I said earlier, there wasn't much that was very new to me that I could say that like, you know, this is latest research that I changed my mind about. The observation I could say that I thought was very interesting. Again, to me, this is very much consumer driven. Um, when, when I'm walking through the vendor hall, I'm seeing vendors that are promoting keto and keto products. I'm seeing people that are promoting different biohacking type things. Like I saw saunas and, you know, massage guns and cold plunges and, you know, DEXA had some involvement and was doing, you know, body measurements. And all of those things were getting a lot of attention while I was there. I really got to observe firsthand the kind of push towards actually carnivore. And what I was observing was all the, the vendors that were promoting carnivore products, the Meat Mafia booth, the Pedersen's Farm booth, the carnivore bar with Philip Meese, different organ supplements that, that people were making. I, to me, I noticed that they got the most attention. Um, the presentations with the most full exhibition centers were with presenters on carnivore. You, you know, Dr. Sean Baker packed the exhibition hall. Same with Dr. Ken Berry. He packed the exhibition hall. The, the, the place is full for Sally Norton. The place is full for Dr. Stock. I didn't necessarily notice that with some of the other presenters. You know, the lines that I would see for different authors, again, including Dr. Sean Baker, Dr. Ken Berry, were very long. People waited a long time just to get a conversation or to have a short, you know, or to get a picture, excuse me, with, you know, Dr. Sean Baker, just to say hi or share their stories. It, the conference was not about carnivore, but what I noticed is that the consumer was very much interested in learning about carnivore diets. And that was, to me, taking most of the attention. I, I thought that was very interesting. I think, you know, all of us in this space are trying to figure out how to make this a sustainable way of eating, whether or not somebody, you know, has to be 100% carnivore for their entire life or whether they find enough health and healing with just an animal-based diet and they can add things in. The conversations were being had and and that's where the attention was going and that's what I was noticing. So I thought that was very interesting um, and I really appreciated that about the conference itself. Um, there was a VIP package that came with the KetoCon and I didn't elect to do that this time. You had asked me earlier about different things outside of the conference and in Austin. I will say that one night um, I got invited by a friend that... Um, I met at Low Carb Denver. She invited me to dinner at a barbecue joint with her family who I'd never met, a bunch of friends who I'd never met. So I got into this stranger's car with her husband and we drove off to this barbecue. And over the course of this beautiful evening, talking to a bunch of strangers who were ordering barbecue and sitting behind this, you know, divey barbecue joint and sharing their stories of health and healing through carnivore and low carb. 
whatever degree they were at at the time, you know, you would, you would look at the, the group picture that I took there and you'd, you'd say like a large majority of these people are not the most metabolically healthy, but they were all on the path is the thing. It's like they were, they had already lost 50 pounds and they had 30 to go. Or, you know, the, the woman that invited me is bipolar. And if she eats a 100% carnivore diet, she does not experience symptoms of bipolar. The problem is her LDL cholesterol goes through the roof. And so she can introduce some carbohydrates. Her cholesterol will go back down, but then she experiences, um, you know, the, the symptoms of bipolar, which is terrible. So you're, you're looking at somebody who so much appreciates the work of somebody like Dave Feldman, who is going out and studying whether LDL cholesterol is actually causative of heart disease and talking with her about, you know, making the decision, like what if, what if we're wrong and LDL does cause heart disease and your LDL cholesterol is several hundred points above what a doctor would say is optimal and you die of a heart attack tomorrow, yet you're not bipolar. Are you willing to take that risk? And to hear her answer that she was, it, it's just, it's really cool. And it really speaks a lot to, again, some of the latest research that is coming out about cholesterol and LDL and some of the work that people are doing out there. Um, one other experience I got to have outside of the conference was visiting the Sapien Center, which is something that Brian Sanders, who does Peak Human, just opened up. They had a barbecue and a little party there. Um, I believe he oversold the tickets by maybe 100 people, and there was not very much space. Um, so there was very long lines for barbecue. I heard later that people that wanted to do um, the VIP kind of section also got like tomahawk steaks as part of what they paid for, but they didn't get them until like 10 p.m. at night because everybody like me was just ordering all the barbecue. But all of those experiences were really fun. And yeah, again, I can't say that I I learned a ton of things that I didn't already know just being in this space and doing my podcast for so long. But I did appreciate observing what people are gravitating toward and spending time with people who are on any different level of their own personal journey was quite um, impactful for me. Yeah, I think some of those memories that happen around and outside of the conference are, are the most meaningful. And my favorite memory from PaleoFX, it was like life-changing, was um, at the time I was massive fan of Abel James, Fat-Burning Man. And um, I met him and his wife and told them how much they had changed my life. And they invited me um, to a dinner one night. I think it was Sunday night after the conference, they had rented this huge Airbnb, um, like probably five minute Uber from the conference itself. And they cooked a massive meal with um, Todd from Dry Farm Wines. Um, it was like this amazing spread. They had live music, Abel played the guitar, he's a musician. Um, and it was just like a great night of hanging out, conversing and having like an amazing meal with a, probably 30 people. Um, and that was like, so amazing. I felt such strong connection to those people. And that's something that unfortunately we can't get over the internet. Um, and so that, that was really, really special to me. And I'll remember that forever. That's amazing. What a special memory. I love that. Yeah. yeah. Um, what advice would you have for someone on the fence about going to KetoCon? And what advice would you have for making the most of an event like this? So Another great question. It, it's a sacrifice. It's a sacrifice to go. I was talking with Sally Norton about this as well. Like we both had to cancel clients that we had to be there. That's a weekend. 
I could have taken that money and gone and sat on the beach. You know what I mean? Like there's other things I could have done with my time and money. We own our own business. If I take time off, it's not only that I'm spending money to go, but I'm also missing out on the money I would have made by seeing my clients and they don't get continuation of their programs. So it's disruptive in a way. Um, so if somebody was on the fence, I would really want them to know that that time and money that they do spend to go is not wasted. Like you just said, it is an opportunity for you to not only learn different things, but it's also an opportunity for you to meet all kinds of different people. And not only the people that you love and respect in the field who are putting out content and writing books and doing the latest research, but it's also, there's something special to being in a room with a few thousand people who all have the same energy of like, we found something that is providing health and healing. And, you know, when you're doing a low carbohydrate or ketogenic diet or carnivore diet, you notice your mental energy is different. Your emotional energy and your spiritual energy, in my opinion, are very different. And I think you're more open to that. And if nothing else, to be in the presence of so many other people that are feeling that way, it's just really powerful. And you just get this crazy buzz for months afterwards where you're energized. You, you think when you're in the conference, when you're in this world, you think that like everybody else is in this world until you step out and you go to the store or you walk through the airport and you realize like, oh, like we're still very much on the fringe. This message is not all that mainstream. There's more people that are learning about it, but not a lot of people do know about it right now. And it's our job to share and it's our job to do the best we can with our own health so that we can inspire others. But it can feel oftentimes very isolating. It can feel socially weird. I took a trip last year where we visited, you know, some of our friends and they don't eat a carnivore diet. And it was weird. It was not that easy to like, say like, look, we need to go to the store. We need to grab our own food. We're going to order a little bit differently when we're at the restaurant. Um, it's, it's, it feels weird to order that kind of food and it can be really isolating sometimes. And I certainly understand that. But when you go to a trade show like this, you realize there's a lot of people out there. You do have a community. There is support. There's people that are more than willing to help and to share and to, again, just offer support. And so anybody that's on the fence, I would really encourage them to check it out, to go at least once and, and try to experience that because I think you're going to come back with not only some new information, but some new connections and just an overall feeling that you're not alone in this. That, that you're doing this with a whole community of other people who are also experiencing some amazing benefits. I would say that that, that would be my advice to somebody to really know they're not going to miss the time. They won't miss the money. It's an experience that will be very similar to what you described, something you're going to think about and have wonderful memories of for the rest of your life. Yeah, absolutely. I think that aspect is so underrated that you highlighted there of just feeling like completely normal around people. Um, when you may otherwise feel kind of isolated by this lifestyle or this diet. Um, I just remember at Boulder and at Paleo FX, like, you know, like anytime I needed to eat a certain way or do a certain thing, there was like no question, like other people were doing it too. They'd be like, oh, cool. I'm going to try that too. It wasn't like, oh, Scott, why are you eating only meat at this meal or something like that? It was like, just to feel so accepted and one with the other people around you is really underrated. So I'd say definitely um, it's worth it for that alone. Yeah, um, absolutely. And I do have to say Austin is a great city if you are a car. Oh, yeah. It was 
really no so problem <laughs> to just yeah. go order like two pounds of brisket or like the yeah. first night when I landed where I stayed was kind of in a more Hispanic area of town. I walked mm-hmm. into a, a market where literally nobody there spoke any English and I didn't speak any Spanish. So it was <laughs> a little bit awkward to order like a pound and a half of carne asada, but I was able to, and it was really nice. tasty and nobody thought it was that weird. So Austin's a good city to be a carnivore, nice. I'd say too. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Cool. Well, um, thanks so much for taking the time, Casey. I love this. I think the audience will too, learning a little bit more about KetoCon. I promise this isn't a paid promotion for KetoCon or anything like that. I thought it was just really, really cool to see you experiencing the conference on social media. And I wanted to dive a bit deeper. And um, yeah, I'll I'll have links to everything you've got going on in the show notes. Is there anything special you want to tell the listeners about? Uh, no, I, there's not. They can always visit us on our website, which is myboundlessbody.com. That is our main resource. People can find our socials. They can find our podcast. Like I said, we've talked to you several times. We've talked to Robin Schweitzer and many of the guests that were at KetoCon. So if anybody wants to learn more about, you know, Dr. Bill Schindler or Sally Norton or any of those wonderful people, Robert Sykes, we've hosted a lot of them and have a lot of great content there. Um, and we also, as always offer a free complimentary 30 minute session with anybody around the world. People take us up on that all the time. I get to meet so many people who have different questions about, you know, fitness or nutrition, and that's always free. And it's one of the first things you see on our website. So you can book um, a a complimentary session with us at any time. We'd love to meet new people. Uh, We don't charge for that. So um, that would be the main thing is just going to our website at myboundlessbody.com. Awesome. I'll I'll definitely have a link to that. And that's that's an incredible offer. (laughs) I think people should jump on that. Cool. Well, thank you, Casey. And I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. Thanks, Scott. Always an honor to talk to you. Thank you for listening to the show. You can find The Scott My Show on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. Please leave a comment, like, review, or share the podcast with your friends or followers. It helps more people find the show.